We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori Simone. I'm your host, Tori Simone. And I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, which is my current health, fitness, and wellness routine. Um, I feel like I've been asked this a lot recently, and it's so kind that so many people are so interested. Um, So I felt like today would be a good episode to kind of talk about it. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I kind of feel like my life is all over the place right now and I'm not really sure why. I mean, I have like speculations, like maybe it's the fact that the seasons are changing and I always feel like I just get really excited when warm weather comes around. Maybe it's because I have these ideas that I want to like do with my life, but I don't know like where to start or even like how to, how to do them. Um, which is a whole other episode that I can totally do if you guys would be interested in something like that. Maybe it's because I just turned 24 and I feel like I should be in some place in my life that I'm like not at yet. Like, I feel like these are all very normal, like 20 something things that people maybe think that like I don't experience because like I have businesses, I have like a career and stuff like that, but I still feel like the normal 20 year old stuff, you know, like it it doesn't discriminate. So I kind of feel like I am in this weird phase of my life right now. And the only thing that feels somewhat consistent in my life that I actually feel really confident talking about today is my current health, fitness, and wellness routine because it's something that I'm I'm really enjoying right now and I feel really confident in. And I just feel really proud of where I'm at in that stage of like my life. Um, I feel like I'm quote unquote the healthiest that I've ever been in, I guess 
guess my life. I mean, I don't know. I'm 24. When I was like eight, for example, I was pretty healthy, you know, playing softball, eating like carrots and ranch at school. That's what my mom would always pack me for like snacks. Like, you know how kids would have like Doritos or chips. Well, my mom would always pack me like carrots and ranch. So that's just what I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've always been a pretty healthy person, but the last like five, six years, um, you guys have known like the struggles that I've opened up with on this podcast and really on this podcast, but also like on my YouTube and stuff, I've definitely been open about like struggles that I've gone through. And I've also been open that I feel like I've totally worked through that. And I'm just so grateful for that. So I feel like I'm quote unquote, like the healthiest that I've been in the past like six years and definitely the most confident I've ever been workout wise with myself. And I just feel incredibly free. Um, since taking my health seriously, which I say, like, I say my health journey started like six years ago, I'd say when I was a senior in high school is when I started like considering health and working out more, trying to eat better, like stuff like that. So I'd say like the past six years. So I wanted to share my routine today and I wanted to give just a very in-depth guide, not guide, in-depth detail of what I do just because you guys have been asking and um, maybe you guys will pick up little nuggets of information along the way. Um, but I do want to preface this by saying what I do is not going to work specifically for you. And what you do, if you were sitting here telling me what you do, might not specifically work for me as well. Everyone's body is different. And that's one hard pill to swallow. It really is. And it's something that I used to think like, oh yeah, everyone says that, but it doesn't really mean anything. Like if they do this six times a week and they look like that, I can do that six times a week and look like that. And while that's super fun and easy to believe, it's a hard pill to swallow that everyone's body is different. Everyone's going to react to workouts different, what foods you eat differently, what works for someone, what might not work for someone else. And that's just something that you have to accept and learn what works for yourself. But it's also really cool to learn what works for yourself and to learn what your body likes, what it doesn't like, what you personally like, what you don't like. It's a really cool journey and it's a cool experience. And at times it can feel like so like, I don't know what to try. I don't like anything. When you're at that point, like that's when you're going to hit your breakthrough and when you're going to learn something about yourself that you love and that you really enjoy. And that's really cool. So it's a journey. Be very patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be loving with yourself. And just know that as long as you're like looking for it and trying out different things, you're already steps ahead of yourself when you weren't even trying anything. So be kind to yourself and practice self-love along this journey because trust me, this took me six years to figure out. Okay. And you'll think you'll have it figured out. And for me, I'm talking like I have it all figured out. This could literally change in two months. And I could be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the exact opposite of everything I said in this episode. So be patient with yourself. You're going to think you have it figured out. And then one day the rug could get flipped up from under you. And you're like, oh, my God, I literally know nothing. And that's what happened to me. So, um, yeah, I also don't have any like really life updates to share today. So I'm just going to get right into this episode. So let's talk first about workouts. I divided this into four segments, workouts, what I eat, mindset, and habits. So let's start with workouts. In the past, 
I've been so dead set on doing workouts that I thought I had to do because of essentially what like Instagram told me to do. Um, you know what? Let me actually backtrack just a little bit. So my love of fitness started in 2016 when I found spin classes and I really quickly learned that I love cardio and I felt really good at it. And that's exactly what I mean. Like if you listen to a lot of people, a lot of people say like they hate cardio, they dread it, they dread it, they dread it. I love cardio and my body actually responds really well to cardio. It loves endurance. It loves spin. It loves walks. It loves running. Like my body really likes cardio and I'm lucky that I actually really enjoy cardio as well. So when I found spin in 2016 and I was a client, I like loved spin classes and that really kickstarted my whole health journey and love of cardio. And then in 2018, I opened up my own spin studio. It's called Stride. And because I then became like an instructor and I now teach spin, it became so much more less of a form of a workout for me and more as like a form of art as an instructor. It became more of like, I don't want to say a job, but kind of a job, like job, work, and a form of art. So that's why throughout this episode, you'll like rarely hear me talk about spin as a workout. Um, it's because I do it two times a week, but I, I just don't really look at it as like a workout anymore. It's something that it's, it's a workout for my clients. It's not really for me. So just keep that in mind as I'm like talking about this. Um, throughout the episode today is that yes, I do spin twice a week, but it's really not for me and I'll get into it in a little bit later. So I'm talking like post stride. Okay. Like once stride opened and spin did it became less of a workout for me. That's when I sort of had to like find again what I liked. So I was doing what I thought I had to do, which was what Instagram was like essentially pushing to me. And this was in like 2018. And I feel like 2018 to like the beginning of 2020 was very like weight training heavy. And it still definitely is. It just depends on like the niches that you're in on social media. And I guess I was in like a niche of like weight training. So I was in this mind that mindset that I had to weight train and lift weights in the gym in order to get a physique, a a physique physique, physique. This is me being bad with words again. A look, whatever that I thought that I like essentially had to have. And when I would weight train, I would then be like absolutely starving all day because the more you eat, the more muscle you, or the more you weight train, the more muscle you put on. And that's going to increase your appetite. So I was literally always hungry and just simply never satisfied. Um, and then to top it off, I genuinely didn't even like weight training to me, I was bored. I dreaded it. Um, I never felt like strong enough to be in the gym. It just wasn't really for me. And that took me a long time to realize because I tried to convince myself for so long that I really did like it. And it was just something that I eventually had to learn that like I didn't, but I was very much so stuck in this like all or nothing mindset. And that's essentially when quarantine hit. Okay. So I'm weight training. I'm like, it has to be all or nothing. I have to be totally depleted after my workouts. I have to be weight training. I have to do this, that, and the other thing. Quarantine hits. Quarantine started introducing these very like gentle movements, walks, body weight workouts. And at that point with my mindset, my mentality was, well, if I'm not sweating, shaking, 
or being pushed to my absolute limits, then this workout is just simply not for me. And it's quite literally not even a workout. Like that was like literally my mindset that I used to have. And it was really uh, limit limiting for me for a while, but it was genuinely how I thought. And I don't really know when it changed for me, but I just started going on like these walks down the beach and just doing like some gentle movements just out of like being bored of like, okay, let me just go do something right now. And I'll just like go for a walk. And that sort of just started me having to choose to forget everything that I knew about working out to totally try something new and to fall in love with the new workout routine that actually ended up working for me. So that leads me to present day, which is what do I actually do? And that's this is exactly what I actually do. And remember, this could totally change. This could literally be different in a month. But as of the past like year, this is what I've been doing. I really love it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. 
I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. So the first thing that I do is I spin two times a week. I spin on Mondays and Saturdays, but coming in the summer, I'm going to spin like once a week, which is on Fridays. So I teach. When I say spin, I mean I teach. So I teach spin classes twice a week slash once a week, like one to two times a week. And I've been spinning for six years now. And to me, it's totally maintenance at this point. Like I feel like my body's really used to it. But it just feels really, really good to run, to sweat, and to just like get my cardio on. And since I teach spin, it's a total art form for me and how I can push my class and clients to try new things, break barriers, introduce them to a new version of themselves. It's totally a workout for them and not for me. So it's not really something that I do to like fill my cup. It's something that I do because I genuinely love teaching and because I I get so much joy out of seeing my clients change, like literally right in in front of my very eyes. Like if they can hold a 45 second sprint instead of a 30, like it's just so cool to see them change right in front of my eyes and not like physically. I'm talking like their mental changes that push them to do physical demanding hard things in spin class. It's really, really cool. So anyway, I love spin and I always will, but I don't even consider it a workout for me because it's just not, it's not for me anymore, but I still wanted to include it because I do spin twice a week, one to two times a week. I'll say I spin. So my actual workouts that I consider my workouts, the biggest one that I do is walking. I aim to walk for one hour every day and it tip. So yeah, I aim to do it for one hour every day of the week, but it typically comes out to like four to five times a week. Um, Walking has been like totally revolutionary for me. A lot of you guys know that I ran half marathon back in November and I was training for my next one, which is May 7th. 
But that actually all stopped because I injured my foot and I never really told the story on my podcast. And I know a lot of you guys are asking like your marathon's coming up or your half marathon's coming up, da, 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 which is so sweet that you guys remember. But I never told you like really my foot story. So I'll, I'll give it to you really quickly. So, and this also kind of like sparked like this whole like gentle movement thing for me as well within the past like six, six to eight weeks. So I was out for a run. It was the first week that I was back running and my foot, my right foot on the top of it felt like it had to crack and it just, it wasn't cracking and it just felt really weird. So I was like, whatever, it's probably nothing, da, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Well, then I go to Idaho and I'm walking in the airport and my foot is just like absolutely killing me. It hurts so bad. I can barely walk on it and I'm like, okay, this is like not good because I actually feel like I'm in pain right now. So the weirdest thing happened. I'm in Idaho and my foot is just throbbing with pain. It hurts really, really bad. And this is kind of gross, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway, because we're friends. So I would put my finger on like the part of my foot that would hurt and I would move my toes and like the inside of my foot would like crunch, like crunch around, squeak. Like I could feel things like moving around inside my foot. So here I am thinking it's a stress fracture. I'm like, this is definitely a stress fracture, six to eight weeks, and then I'll be back on my feet. No big deal, blah, blah, whatever. I go home. I go see a podiatrist, which is a foot doctor, and he tells me that it's an inflamed nerve. And he puts me on steroids, and he says, okay, come back in three weeks. If your foot doesn't feel better, we'll get you an MRI. So... I take these steroids. They knock me on my freaking ass. I'm literally exhausted. I feel like I feel like I'm on like drugs and then I crash. Like it's the craziest feeling ever to be on steroids. But I was on steroids for six days and my foot did not feel any better whatsoever. So I go back to the doctor's office. This is about five weeks out from the time that my foot started hurting. And he's like, does it feel any better? I say, no, it doesn't. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get you an MRI. And we're going to really look at this thing. Like maybe it is a stress fracture. Who knows what it is? We'll go take a look. Well, guys, my MRI was scheduled literally the week before my MRI, which is week six. Now my foot totally stops hurting, totally stops hurting. It feels like there's like nothing wrong with it. So I'm still going to go get my MRI, but as of right now, it doesn't hurt, but it's like the craziest story. It's so bizarre. But anyway, since this whole thing with my foot and I stopped running. I really taken up walking. And I also, like I said, would walk like a lot when I was at the shore and stuff, just because walking at the beach is like truly euphoric. But back home, um, it was always really cold. So I would never walk. But in the past like two months, I'd say I really started taking up walking and it has been truly revolutionary for me. I adore walking. Um, I just get to put on like music, a podcast, meet up with a friend, call a friend and get outside. Um, I like to take walks like Monday mornings, especially with no music, no podcast, nothing. And I just get to think and I just have the best think walks ever. And like a million ideas come to me. It's so meditative. It is just so amazing. Walking is like truly the best part of my day and I don't dread it whatsoever. I genuinely look forward to it. And 
I get to walk like three to six miles a day and not feel totally drained afterwards. Like sometimes how I would feel for a run. Like if I were to go run three to six miles every single day, I would feel incredibly beat up, incredibly drained, incredibly hungry. Not that hunger is a bad thing, but when it's like constant, never ending hunger all day, every day, it becomes a little like unbearable for me. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like throughout your cycle, you're going to have days where you're more hungry than other days. And hungry is a good thing because it's your body talking to you. But I'm saying like when it was all day, every day from like weight training or a lot of running, like it just became like kind of unbearable and like a lot to deal with. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally can't keep eating all day, every day because I'm busy. I have to work. So being able to walk like three to six miles a day rather than running that distance every day has just been really attainable and realistic for me. It's super soft and super gentle on my body. And it's just a really, really great way to feel inspired. I can do it any time of my day. There's no pressure to do it first thing when I wake up late at night in the middle of the day. I can literally do it any time of the day and it can be a really social activity. Also, walking doesn't have to mean that it has to be like outside. On Tuesday, for example, it was really rainy and cold, so I didn't go for a walk. But I ended up going to the mall that night because I had to shop around for a couple of things. And I walked around the mall and that ended up being like an hour long walk of four miles. So walking doesn't necessarily have to just be like on a trail or in a neighborhood or walking around the city. It can be shopping. It can be It can just show up in many different forms that you might not think about. Um, So I really love walking. It's, It's just been really awesome and really realistic for me and something that I can genuinely do every single day. The other half of my workout routine is my new love language, which is Pilates. I did not know how much I genuinely loved Pilates until I started doing Pilates, which is so ironic because... My studio, Stride, offers reformer Pilates, and I, like, totally slept on the class for so long. Um, Like, I used to take, like, um, solid core a lot, and I knew I loved, like, that kind of workout, which is why I wanted Pilates at Stride to begin with. But I just never really, like, took the classes until a couple, like, a year ago, I'd say, like, six months to a year ago. And I just love Pilates, and I never knew how much I loved it until I tried it. Not only is it gentle on the body, but it is just so beyond effective. I have never in my life felt stronger, leaner, and more toned and more confident than I do now ever since doing Pilates. Like I wish all those years of weight training and going to the gym, like just stuff that I did not enjoy. I wish I could have just been like, go to Pilates. You're going to enjoy it. You'll feel strong. You'll feel toned. So Stride Phoenixville has reformer Pilates and I like to take that about one time a week. I would take it more, but honestly, it's a small class and I don't want to take the spot up from a client. So I only like to take it about once a week. Um, And then Stride Seattle is actually going to start offering Matt Pilates on the beach this year. And um, that's going to be offered three times a week. So I plan on taking that like two to three times a week. That's a much bigger class format. So um, like we can have more people in those classes. So I will totally be taking more advantage of those classes this summer. So I'll plan on taking Pilates like two to three times a week this summer. Um, I'm also a really big fan of Melissa Wood Health. And that's like at home Pilates slash like yoga flow that you can do at home. And I really, really love her workouts. What I really love about Melissa Wood Health is that Sometimes the workouts are seven minutes and sometimes they're 45 minutes. And regardless of the length of the workout, I always feel better when I'm done. And that is truly, I think, what changed 
my mentality when it came to working out for me. It's not always about the longevity. It's not about the duration. It's not about the sweat. It's about how you feel during and after the movement. And sometimes I need a seven minute arm series and I'm good to go for the day. Sometimes I want a 45 minute flow and then I'm good to go for the day. But really learning that it doesn't have to be this regimented thing that you do at the same time every single day for the same duration was so eye-opening to me and so freeing for me. And Melissa Wood Health was such a pioneer for that for me. And it was it was just such a great thing to learn. And I'm just really grateful that I, I now live my life like that. So anyway, I found that I have not been doing Melissa Wood Health a lot recently since it's gotten warmer outside because I've been walking a lot more. But in the winter months when it was like cold and I was at home and I didn't want to leave the house because it was too cold, I was doing a lot of Melissa Wood Health like every single day and it was just so amazing. But like I said, now that it's warming up, I like going on walks on the days that I would typically have stayed inside to do a Melissa Wood Health Pilates workout. Pilates has like just totally transformed my body and the benefits are so incredible. Um, I know that like there are Pilates movements that like really help with like your gut and stuff like that. But I, I truly think that once I took like these really high stress, high energy cortisol raising workouts out of my routine, my gut and my stomach specifically just really, really sorted itself out. Once I just took out the stress of workouts and started incorporating these gentle movements that just felt really good for my body and were so loving and gentle towards my body, my gut, all my gut problems like literally went away. And I think a lot of it was just high cortisol raising workouts. And it's just crazy. The benefits that Pilates has given my body um, and my gut. It's just, it's so, so crazy. also a really great um, at-home Pilates workout if you guys are looking for Pilates workout. So I would recommend like Aloe Moves or Melissa Wood Health or come to Stride, Phoenixville or Stride CIO. Um, tonight I have a hot Pilates class that I'm so excited to try. It's at a new studio that I've never been to and I'm really excited to try like it's a 96 degree hot Pilates class and that just sounds amazing. So that's my workout routine. It's walking, spinning, and Pilates. Um, and like I said, I aim to work out every day, but it doesn't always happen every day and that's totally okay. I might do like a workout every day. Like I might go for a walk or I might do a Pilates class or I might do a spin class. Um, but I, I don't do all three every day. Sometimes I'll do like Pilates and a walk, spin and a walk, Pilates and spin on the same day. Um, but it's never anything like crazy. I don't ever feel like the thing is when I'm done my workouts now, I don't feel drained. And I used to feel drained when I was done my workouts. Now when I'm done my workouts, I feel incredibly motivated and energetic, which is how you want to feel when you're done your workouts. So that is my workout routine. Let's go into what I eat. So the first thing that I want to say is I am not restrictive. I allow myself to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And with this mindset, I tend to naturally gravitate towards healthy options of foods that I like. Now, I'd be lying if I could like sit here right now and be like, this is what I eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Because there's literally rarely a day where two days look alike. And maybe that's just because of like the season of life that I'm in. I feel like I'm really not cooking a lot right now, which is like so bad. Like I really like cooking and I want to start cooking more. 
like I cooked last night and it was like so fun and I'm cooking again tonight and I actually just ordered HelloFresh so that I would have like more meals um, to cook at home because I just feel like I'm just eating out so much and I want to be cooking at home more but I just don't know like what to cook so HelloFresh not sponsored by HelloFresh for this episode but anyway um why was I saying that oh yeah I wish I could like sit here and tell you guys like oh this is exactly what I do every single day but every day is entirely different. So I'll tell you, for example, like what I'm going to be doing today for foods. So um, this morning I woke up and around like 10 a.m. I normally don't get hungry until like I normally wake up at seven and I don't really get hungry until like 10 30 or 11. Um, but I do have like a matcha or a coffee around like eight or nine every day. So for this morning, before I recorded, I had a smoothie with pineapple, mango, spinach, vegan protein powder, spirulina, and coconut water. And that was really good. But I'll be honest, like I finished that like an hour ago and I'm already really hungry again. So that didn't really do it that much for me. Like the ideas of smoothies are always so great until I'm like hungry, like an hour after my smoothie. So I don't know. I typically will eat like Today, I just wanted to try out a smoothie and it was great. It was really delicious, but I'm like hungry, but typically I'll do like eggs and toast or oatmeal is like typically my go-to for breakfast. Um, I always have a beverage in the morning. So on days that I don't want coffee because coffee sometimes just feels like really heavy to me, um, I will get matcha and I just love matcha. So I have like a, um, espresso machine here that makes it all. So I can make all these drinks at home, which I'm really like grateful that I have this machine. Um, so I'll make a matcha with oat milk and vanilla, or I'll make an iced latte with oat milk and vanilla, or I'll make a cappuccino with oat milk and vanilla. Um, yesterday, for example, I ran out of oat milk and I have 2% milk here for like teas and stuff. I love 2% milk in my tea. So I just made my cappuccinos with, um, 2% milk and it was really good. And I used to like totally restrict myself of all dairy and just be like, I'm so allergic to milk. Milk is so bad, but like, I'm literally not (laughs) like, I'm literally not allergic to milk. So I don't know. It's really good. Um, anyway, back to the plan. So smoothie. And then, um, I actually didn't have a matcha or anything today. Um, but I typically would. And then I'm going to go out to lunch with my mom, um, in like an hour and I'm not sure what I'll get. I'll probably get just like whatever speaks to me. Could be a soup and salad. Maybe it's like a chicken dish. Maybe it's, I love tacos. So like maybe it's a taco, Um, I love sushi, but we're not going to a sushi restaurant, but I'll just get like whatever speaks to me. Um, and then for dinner tonight, I'm making sweet and sour chicken with rice. And I'm typically not someone that like, if I have rice for lunch, I'll try to avoid it for dinner. Like if I want rice two times a day, like I'll have rice two times a day. Um, if I want a snack, which honestly I haven't really been snacking lately, my appetite since like stopping weight training has significantly gone down. And I tend to focus on like three proper meals, rather than like having a, like having snacks. Cause I, I really just, I'm not that hungry for snacks anymore. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I feel like my hunger just kind of like chilled out a little bit. Um, but honestly, like a typical day for me is like a late breakfast and then a snack or a small lunch and then dinner. And then I normally like something sweet after dinner. So like a little dessert, but if I do have a snack, it's like fruit and yogurt or carrots and hummus or chips and salsa. Um, I tend to like something sweet, which is where like the fruit and yogurt comes in, or I like something like saltine crunchy, which is where the chips and salsa come in. Or sometimes I'll do like chips and hummus, which is so good. Um, but yeah, I'll pretty much just have like whatever I have here. I don't really keep many snacks here because like I said, I don't always like, I just don't really snack that much crazy, but anyway. Um, and then like throughout the day, I'll just sip water. Um, another example, like yesterday, 
Um, I had a matcha when I first woke up and then I went to Pilates and I didn't get home from Pilates until like 1230. So um, I just went right to lunch and didn't have breakfast yesterday. And I just had uh, an avocado roll and sesame noodles that I got from Whole Foods. And then for dinner, I had lemon pasta with chicken. And then I made like these Betty Crocker brownies for dessert and they are so good. So that's what I mean. Like every day is so different for me. But the biggest thing that I learned was to literally just listen to my body eat what I want. Like if my body wants like chips, like I'll give it chips. What's wrong with chips? If my body wants, um, like something sweet, I will give it something sweet. Like maybe it's fruit, maybe it's chocolate. Like I will listen to my body and truly give it whatever it wants and just eat what I want. Like I used to try and like curb my cravings and stuff like that. And that would just eventually make me binge. And it was just like this horrible cycle that I was trapped in for the longest time. But now I just listen to my body. I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full and I have no restrictions. And it really, it just works really well for me. I eat everything. Like I said, I eat dairy, gluten, meat, cheese, all the things that I used to restrict because of no reason other than other people told me to restrict it. And not because I thought with my thought for myself and thought like, oh, maybe it's not like I'm not allergic to dairy. Like I don't need to not be eating dairy. You know what I mean? I just started listening to myself and doing what I thought was best. And that's when I really found freedom in my food. So since choosing to unlearn everything that I once knew, I have the most freedom with food that I've had in six plus years. And it's just been so amazing. So that's about what I eat. Um, I don't really have anything more to give because I, I don't follow a diet. I don't, I don't read nutrition books. I don't listen to nutrition podcasts. I don't even like to confuse myself at all. I obviously know that I could be eating a lot cleaner, quote unquote, and that I could be eating a lot like healthier, quote unquote, and that I could just be, you know, doing probably better stuff for my body. But what I'm doing now is actually working for me and I feel good and I don't have to think about it that much and it works for me. So I'm going to keep it there. All right, let's move on to mindset. Ah, Mindset. Mindset is a big one because if you don't have the right mindset, whatever you do is not going to work. What do you eat, how you work out, how you live your day-to-day life? It's not going to work. So mindset is everything. So number one, this is what I've learned. You have to allow life to happen. When I was too regimented, like if I missed a workout or I didn't properly optimize a meal, I would treat the rest of the day like a failure. And life happens when you're busy making plans. Once I, once I started recognizing that life happens and I can't control what happens in life all the time. Life isn't always about getting a workout in every day or eating every single meal perfectly. I really started to loosen up once I learned this stuff and actually developed the healthiest mindset that I've ever been in. Workouts are not something that you dread, but something that you should look forward to. And if you're dreading your workout, try different ones until you find something that you actually like. And I know you're going to hear this a lot, but maybe it's going to take you to literally go try something that you think you hate to learn that you actually like it. You have to really unlearn everything that you know and just start fresh and try new, try new things. Restructuring the word workout to me was also really game changer. Um, I obviously used to say workout and now I like to say the word movement and that's been really huge for me because it's taken the pressure off of like the actual workout and like the action of working out itself and maybe excited to go do something actually good for myself. Another thing with mindset that I've learned is that you have to be flexible with your day rather than plan like a workout at 7am every single day. And if it's 705 and I'm not at my workout, I miss my workout and I can't work out for the rest of the day. Why don't you start saying, I'm going to work out in the morning 
and then realize what work, what time works best for you in the morning and go with it. And you know what? If it's the morning and you realize like, oh my God, this isn't really working out for me anymore. Be flexible, be flexible. Maybe try the afternoon later that night, but just know that you want to work out that day and you'll be flexible with yourself and you'll be patient with yourself and you'll get your workout done that day. Another thing that I really learned is to work out and eat well because it makes you feel your best. The rest will come. If your whole goal is to hit a number on the scale or to fit in a certain gene size, it's so irrelevant. It's so beyond irrelevant. Like today, for example, like I weigh myself and it's not because I like want to hit a certain weight, but I, I'm just like genuinely curious, like what I weigh and I wouldn't have been able to weigh myself a year ago. And I think that's a good, um, a test to like where my mindset is that I can like weigh myself. And I'm really proud of that. And I don't let it affect me whatsoever. But anyway, I weighed myself this morning and like with how I feel, like I just feel so great, but the weight on the scale is not two years ago where I wanted, where I would have wanted to been. I still would have wanted to be five or 10 pounds lighter on the scale, but where I'm at, my body like literally won't go below where it's at. Like it's at this weight, like pretty much every day, no matter how much I eat, how much I work out, like no matter what, it's always at the same weight. And it's just, my body's just happy here. It's, I feel like it's like a set weight for me and it just feels good here. And I feel my best that I've ever felt, but it's not the number on the scale that I thought it would be. And that's what I'm getting at is that the number on the scale is irrelevant. The size of your clothes are irrelevant. You need to work out and eat well, eat well. I'm using in quotations, eat well, because it makes you feel your best. The rest will come. I keep saying this throughout the episode, but I had to totally drop everything that I knew to relearn what works best for me. And that was hard at times, but it was the best thing that I could have done. And the last thing for mindset is that I don't count calories or macros, nor do I care to. I have no idea how many calories are in anything. I have no idea how many calories I eat. I have no idea how many calories I burn, nor do I care. It doesn't matter. It's totally irrelevant. And like I said, because of all this, I've never felt better in my life. And the last thing that we will get into are habits. Um, I have four habits here that I feel like has really bumped up my wellness game that I want to talk to you guys about. So the first one is that I really prioritize my sleep. When I sleep less, oh, I actually only have three. When I sleep less than seven hours, I really, really, really feel it. And I try my best to be asleep by 11. Like I try to go to like into bed about, about like 1030 at the latest and totally like asleep by 11 every single night. And I try and wake up by 7am every day. Um, my alarm typically goes off at like 630 and then I'll just let myself like get up by seven, but I'll typically get out of bed when my alarm goes off. Um, but by seven every day is when I like to like wake up. Uh, but I really do prioritize sleep and sleeping is just so important. It's so, so important. Um, I've also slowed down when I eat. I used to eat in the car, on the go, in a rush, like just shoveling food in my mouth. And when I did that, I realized I never got like the benefits of eating. I never felt satiated. I never felt fulfilled. And I never felt like I was actually nourishing my body. Now I really slow down when I eat. I try not to eat in the car. I try not to eat standing up. I try not to eat when I'm in a rush. If I don't have like the time to eat a meal, 
I'll just wait until I have the time to eat a meal. And sure, maybe I'm like a little hungry, but I know that I'm going to have a, a great meal coming and I can like sit down and enjoy it. And look, I'm not saying like I'm going to wait like six hours until I can eat. No, like if I'm hungry now, but I know I'm going to have like a meal in an hour, I'll just drink some water and wait to have that full meal in an hour because I know that I'm going to be able to sit down and have like a great meal in an hour. You know what I mean? But if it's like two, three hours out from now, sure, I'll have a snack and I'll maybe have like a little little meal or something, but I'll sit down to eat it and I'll sit down to enjoy it. I won't just have it on the go is really what I'm saying. I like to really enjoy my meals and I like to know what I'm eating and make sure that it's actually what I want to be eating. If I'm eating like an avocado roll, but I know that I really want like a bowl of fettuccine Alfredo, the avocado roll is not going to satisfy me. You know what I mean? I want to eat what I want to be eating and sitting down and making sure that I can enjoy my meals properly ensures that I am able to do that. And you guys, those are my tips. That is everything that I have for you guys today. That's my current health, fitness, and wellness routine, plus some mindset and habits that have totally transformed my life for the better. I hope you guys liked this episode. I did. And, um, I hope you guys find some value in it. I hope it's not like triggering to anyone or I hope it's not too like, I don't know. I just, I hope the only thing that comes out of this is good. Um, I just want everyone to feel confident and at peace with their health, fitness and wellness in their day-to-day life. So, With that being said, I'm actually going to go get lunch with my mom and I'm so excited. I don't know what I'm going to get, but it's going to be good. We're going to a good restaurant and I can't wait. So guys, I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful Monday. And if you guys like this episode, be sure to rate it five stars on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you guys are listening to your podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye guys.